All right, Dorian. All right, Bobby. I'm Bobby Navia. That is Bobby Navia. And I'm Dorian Weinzimmer. Welcome to the couch, everybody. Episode 44. 44. I'm back on track after last week's ending. Check out our doubles, y'all. Yeah. Double four. Back on track. Yeah, after... (laughs) This is, wait, this isn't episode 25? After you told me that <laughs> Velvet Buzzsaw was another name for Cunnilingus, and then I just thought about my dick being bitten off or whatever. Mm. Yeah. All right. It was weird. Uh, that's, a, <laughs> that's a bit of a leaf. Yeah, but. no, it was just like, uh, okay, cool. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Well, all right. But anyways. And our numbering our uh, numbering is back on, on track. We're though. back on track. Yeah. We're yeah. back on track this so, week. Although episode 29 is still missing. That's right. Yeah, we did it. There's a, there's still a missing lost episode there's out there, folks. Out yeah, there. yeah. It's, it's not really lost. It's on Bobby's hard drive. Just uh, I should say unedited. It's we an should unedited watch. Uh, we should watch Venom and then uh, <laughs> do like a follow up and record and just release it all together. All together as like a yeah. here's what we thought. The first half of the show is what we thought, and then there's a there's a part of that unaired episode where. Where like Dorian really went to town. I, like <laughs> you, you, I don't think the movie became a, a sort of like focal point for yes. just like a lot of different things I was feeling. Yeah, and, and I mean, you really like <laughs> I. <laughs> so you really went for it, but if Howard, how I would to edit that episode if we were to watch the movie and then do a follow up. Yeah. Is that would be the beginning of the episode? Mm-hmm. That would be the only part of that episode. Yeah, is you just <laughs> on your fifteen to twenty minute like, don't fucking do this to yourself, yeah. people, and then right into the and then right into we watched it and yeah. just like all right, it was kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we watched the movie. Yeah, and yeah. So, but my yeah, my point still stands. No, I know. I yeah, know, I know. but uh, no, I'm I'm intrigued to listen to that again because it felt really good when I said it. <laughs> But I have no idea. That doesn't really mean anything, you know. Yeah. That, like when you go back and actually listen to this stuff, sometimes you're like, "Oh God, I'm just fucking rambling like a madman, not making my point before starting a new one," you know. I think, All this type I think of stuff. I think you hit madman status. I think I hit madman status, yeah. but I might have kept a, a logical coherence to things, uh, which is the real the real trick. So I mean, that's ma- what I'm curious to see. I mean, I'm I'm fairly certain that you know certain fictional and nonfiction madmen throughout history have kept a Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's a that's they, a, that's what makes the uh, the dangerous separates the dangerous ones from the <laughs> yes. you know just the crazy ones. They've stayed on target. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> if they can ma- if they can sustain a thought while being insane, like whoa, you look out for those motherfuckers. Out. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, this is the couch uh, episode forty four, and uh, this week we are reviewing the trailer to Alita: Battle Angel. Yeah. But before we get and, started, oh, what were you gonna say? Please. I'm gonna say that uh, you got you got some new rugs around here. Yeah, we should mention if uh, if you're noticing, if you're a longtime listener, as yeah. I assume you are, um, you might be listening right now and going, "Hot damn, this episode sounds really nice. Really, just a nice warmness to the to the space and to the voices. Nice and clean. We got some rugs. We got some fucking rugs over here. I was gonna say." Uh, this, I was going to say the same thing, like if you're noticing that the episode sounds better. It's not because Dorian and I are sitting in our uh, couch chairs. Yeah. <laughs> it's because uh, I'm in a mini dress and blonde wig and we're both sitting in the bathroom. Oh, yeah. And, yep. I've, and I've just pulled off the blonde wig and told Dorian to take me away from this place. <laughs> <laughs> 
After slamming a bottle. Yes. It's just, oh, man. Yes. Very briefly, we saw Cold War this week, and I feel like we just need to address yeah. Cold War. We need to put it out there and uh, just give you guys a brief uh, what we thought about it. I've, I think the quickest and most concise way that I could put it is that we saw Cold War. So this is, it's Friday that we're recording. Yes, today. it is today. Friday. We record on, on Friday and then post on Monday. Sunday or Monday. Mm hmm. Um, so it is February 8th right now. We saw this this past Saturday. Mm, yes. Uh, the second? Yeah, the second. So it's been, yeah, six days. And I have I have watched several other films in that time, but I don't think I've seen anything else. <laughs> I think that's how I would put it. That's really good. It's like the difference between the, uh, you know, a movie and a film. Yeah. 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 Like vision and sight. Yes. Like, yeah. Yes. No, I, I've watched other movies, but Cold War is the only movie that I've really seen this week. Uh, and what a fucking tremendous movie. Jesus Christ. Like, okay. <laughs> I think so. So we did a whole episode on Roma. We did. And then, you know, cause, oh, so it's hard not to compare Roma and Cold War a little bit. They're totally different movies. There's no reason to compare them. They're both like really strong pieces of filmmaking in their own yeah. right. But, you know, they're both uh, you know, award darling black and white foreign language films. Yes. You know, that are being that are uh produced and distributed by major streaming services. Uh Roma by Netflix and Cold War by Amazon. Mm. Um I'm sure uh, Cold War probably I don't know if Amazon financed it. They might have just distributed it. I so I yeah, yeah, clarify. But I know Netflix like totally fucking bankrolled Roma. So anyway, so there's a lot of comparisons between the two. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, and, and it's hard not to in some ways look at it at the Academy Awards as sort of a proxy war for like Amazon versus Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a way. Um, um so you know, Roma had like, you know, okay, I came around on like it is a work of tremendous brilliance and I'm not, you know, ever going to dispute that, but Cold War was like within 3 minutes of it starting, I was just like I fucking love this movie. <laughs> And I just never wanted it to end. Yeah. Uh, when we got out of the theater, I even said to you guys, you know, usually I take like, you know, I'm I usually like turn my phone like completely off, you know, when yes. I'm in a movie, because yes. so that way I'm not even like tempted to as look. You should. Yeah, as, as everybody, everybody should. should. You know, not even just silence it, just off. Mm -hmm. So it's like I can't even. No matter how bored I am, I can't go to my phone. <laughs> um, but, you know, I've been wearing a watch sometimes recently. And I, you know, so I've always had this like this one barometer for a movie for me is like, you know, how many if I look at the clock, if I'm tempted to look at the clock. Right. How far into the movie were we when I looked at the clock? Mm -hmm. You know, things like that. And yeah, I mean, you know, the Suspiria remake was one, you know, oh, on yeah, the opposite yeah, yeah. size where <laughs> I think both Daryl and I were like. 10 minutes in we both looked at our watches and we're like oh fuck <laughs> there is so much more of this to go yeah. still <laughs> um cold war is perhaps the only movie i can remember in recent history at least where i looked at my watch because i was terrified that it might be ending soon yeah yeah and i just did not want that to be the case I'm pretty sure it's only like an hour and a half 90 minutes 90 minutes really super tight yeah i'm i'm very glad it wasn't any longer also. no yeah i mean it, as much as i want to just live yeah in that world <laughs> forever. Right. Um, it's, it's the perfect amount of storytelling. Mm -hmm. You know, it really, really is. It never overstays its welcome. It, it just continues to find ways to like develop itself until it, it reaches what, you know, what I will call a conclusion. Yes. <laughs> so, yes, it is. 
Um, you know, it's, it's, it's just, I mean, it's fucking perfection. Like, I, I don't know what else to say about it. This is, this is a perfect movie. Yeah. I mean, it's a different, like if you're not for people who are listening, you know what I mean? Like I, wa- I watch a lot of, um, uh, romance movies. I mean, I think it's easy to place this movie in that category of like, it's a, it's 100%. a love story. Yeah. Right. Um, but it's a different kind of love story that I, at least to my mind right now, I can't remember, uh, any other, um, mainstream love story that um tells a love story like this at least like in the how the narrative goes warts and all yeah yeah but even like warts and all but maybe like it doesn't it doesn't even show you like all of the warts right you know it it picks in it almost goes the movie almost goes out of its way to make sure it shows you the nastiest wart, mm-hmm. you know, right, and not bog you down. Yeah, with so you the, under you understand the twenty warts that precipitated yeah, this big one, you right, know, right, you know. <laughs> but you didn't have to see all of them, you yeah, know. Exactly. You know how we got here, right? And so, um, and you know, you talking about Roma, like uh, you know, Cold War. I feel just like Roma is like a series of moments mm. in a relationship that I think totally, everybody, yeah. uh, if you know if you've been in a relationship, if you've even had a relationship that might not even be like a romantic one, just something very deep and, and, you know, profound. Uh, it's like, it's defined by those, like by those memories, mm-hmm. by those, like, y- you know, very, um, the ones that you were like, remember the most, right. It's just like, yeah, we can talk about, you know, the 30 times we went to the beach, but there was that one time, you know, that shark fucking showed up or mm-hmm. something, you know what I mean? But so, but much like Roma, like this is like a series of, 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 of memories, like very, 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 you know, profound memories of this, this couple that meet and we just go through their, you know, go through their, their life yeah. together yep. over many years. <laughs> and, uh, and it, you know, the, the, the title cold war is, is, you know, of course, because it's a good movie has several, meanings yes. and connotations <laughs> yeah, right, but right. it also has a very literal one yeah. about the cold war, about the cold war yeah. and that's a big part of what's keeping these two people apart from each other mm-hmm. is they're actually separated and at times by the political divisions yeah and um you know uh, that are going on in europe at the time and you know they're literally like legally cannot be together right <laughs> exactly know? or yeah. even like in the same city you know shit like that because they're just on different sides of the conflict yeah um so there's that element to it but there's there's a hell of a lot more to it as well um but uh, yeah no we were we were just talking about this a little bit ago it's this like brilliant kind of like yeah storytelling by omission mm-hmm. and with you know by there's a lot of the storytelling is is handled by what's not shown to you yeah. You know, so that when you do see things like the way that they talk to each other or speak about things you do know about or even just their general demeanor, like you all of a sudden see this entire time period that you didn't witness. Yeah. You know, it's like it's all there happening in front of you. It's like the culmination of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, the you know, the scripting and the direction and the acting are so ingenious that right. it's like it's all there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like you never feel for how I'm sure to a lot of people, this sounds a little like abstract or almost like it's going to be a lot of like work to watch this movie. It's really, yeah, but it's, it's no, yeah, it's no, not yeah. like that's how good it is. It's yeah. just it's just there. You right. know, even even though it's not there, it is um, like the, the the movie exists outside of the frames it shows you mm-hmm. like so effortlessly. Like yeah. it just has this fucking life. That that goes through the whole thing, and it's it really it's a wonder to behold. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's really um, really good. Everybody should check it out. It's still playing at Music Box. Yeah, uh, here in Chicago, we live here in Chicago. We record in Chicago. Yeah. Um. So it's still going to be playing at Music Box. I think it's at, uh, at Landmark also. It's at it's Landmark. Playing at both. Well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. 
Um, and uh, but yeah, if if you're curious about the movie or if you are keeping an eye on like award awards, yeah, you know, movies that have been nominated for Oscars and stuff, like even if you don't get to check out all of them, definitely like check this one out this in the theater. Is, this is like top of the list. Yeah, I mean, yeah. honestly, for as far as like movies that are up for like lots of award consideration that I've seen. Mm-hmm. This is 100% top of my list. Like, yeah. the best of the best. Yeah. Um, see this before Roma. I'm sorry. Roma's still wonderful. It's cool. I absolutely yeah, yeah. see it. I, lo- I preferred this. Yeah. I thought it was yeah. so fucking good, you know. Um, you it's know, kind of surprising to me that, I mean, well, Cold War comes out on Amazon Prime March 22nd. Yes, that's right. Right. So it yeah. comes out on, on uh, you know, and I almost kind of wish maybe Netflix would have made a little bit of a, um, an exception. And like done the same thing that like Prime is Amazon is doing with Cold War, which mm-hmm. is to like or know, other way around. Or uh, wait, what did I say right now? Or oh, sorry, Netflix. Uh, I thought you were saying you wish Cold War had been on earlier. No, I was gonna. Oh, I might have gotten my words mixed up. I was saying since Am- since Amazon uh, is gonna have like since Cold War is in theaters now, mm-hmm. and it looks like it's gonna be in theaters. What, like maybe a month or two before it goes on to Amazon Prime to yeah, watch. Right. I kind of wish like Netflix would have done the same thing with Roma. Okay, and sorry. For yeah. the purposes of maybe like the award season or something like that, you know, say this will eventually go to Netflix, but for the first time we're going to like wait till after the Academy Awards or something right. are over and it will have a full, full, much more of a full regular theatrical run. Right. To do this because um, I think that'll be like the deciding factor is just kind of like, oh, yeah, well, it's on Netflix. So I can I can watch it whenever, which, you know, you know, you won't. Yeah. You know, not in a <laughs> shitty way, but like you won't. <laughs> right. And but with Cold War, like it's out there. And I mean, our screening was sold out and it had already been yeah. out for maybe like a, a week, maybe or two yeah. or something like that. So um, that's like the only downside to, to like the streaming services. But I feel like Amazon is really doing it right. Yeah, they're they've been uh, uh, from what I understand, they've been like the reason Amazon hasn't had as much, you know, of a like public dispute with theaters. Yeah, is because they've been more willing to follow the traditional model of like you'll have exclusivity for like, you know, like, you know, 60 days prior to us putting on a streaming service or something like that. Whereas Netflix has been like, fuck you the whole time. We're (laughs) fucking Netflix. (laughs) We're going to put it in your theater and on a service the same fucking day, you know, deal with it. Do you want to make money here or not? You know? And, you know, they've of course just been successful enough that they've been able to bully theaters essentially into saying, okay, fine, you know, we'll do it your way. Yeah. Uh, But Amazon, yeah, has been much more like, oh no, we'll do like a regular theatrical release. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, they're, which I kind of dig because like they're trying to, in a way, it's almost like they're trying to, you know, uh, tamper down the fact that it's like an Amazon thing, you know. Yeah. Sure, they're you know their logos in front of it. They're not totally hiding it or anything. But right. Netflix is like you know they're of course like shoving Netflix down your throat. Like that's true. You could watch it streaming right now at home because that's what Netflix does. Yeah, we yeah, give you yeah. the best content on your <laughs> fucking couch, asshole. You know, like you don't even need to go to the theater. It's kind of the underwriting idea. Tomb of the Dragon Emperor is up. It's on now. Yeah, watch it. But yeah, Amazon, you know, is seen, and so they're trying to like announce their presence in this. Whereas Amazon seems like they were just trying to like kind of sneak in their stuff with the rest of like the current of movies going through. Yeah, and just you know, not like trick people, but just make it you know, not disrupt the experience of just like how people know movies to be released and right. value the theatrical experience, you know, because 
I, you know, I, I do agree to some to some extent that what Netflix is doing on that front does certainly devalue in a lot of people's minds the theatrical experience, which I think is a, a detriment to films. Yeah, I mean, so. when I when we were deciding to go check out Cold War, like I didn't even know it was an Amazon movie or that Amazon was distributing it. So like when uh, and when I found out is actually I was on Amazon Prime just like scoping out new mm-hmm. movies and adding stuff to my queue. And then I saw Cold War and I was like, whoa, wait, what? What is this? It's here right now? Like, And I went down and it's just like in theaters now, but you can watch on March 22nd. I was like, holy shit, I didn't even know that this was yeah. an Amazon, you know, which really, uh, I, you know, which really like, <clears throat> I like what you're saying. Like, it just like separates itself from like the actual movie itself. Mm-hmm. It's like, go and see the movie. And then later on, like, you know, we'll, we'll sort of boast that it's us, but you know, um, it's kind of a bummer that like Netflix doesn't do that with like with something like Roma. Yeah, I feel like you should see Roma in a movie. Theater. Yeah, really like, make it the. Th- I mean, dude, that seventy millimeter print was just it was, fucking outrageous. Yes. Like that. I mean, they should have like. I don't know. I mean, they got all the fucking money in the world. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> they should have done like a you know hateful eight style like you know roadshow yeah. kind of thing of yeah. like, hey, we're gonna print like a hundred. 70 millimeter prints of this fucking movie and like you know get these get this showing in theaters like the way it needs to be seen because right. like it was i mean it was night and day yeah between the two you don't even have to be like a you know a cinema nerd no i uh-huh. think to see the difference it was pretty fucking clear yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know and i just vastly vastly preferred the look of the, the film print you know but yeah. um Anyway, yeah, uh, Cold War is incredible. Go see it. it also, uh, the uh, the director Pavel Pavlikovsky, um, his previous film Ida, mm. uh, was well was actually released by Music Box Films in the United States. Okay, uh, the Music Box Theater that we mentioned. They also have a distribution wing, um, separate business, but same like you know parent company. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they released Ida in the U.S. and then it won the Academy Award that year for Best Foreign Language Film. So nice. obviously that that gave them a big boost in credibility. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they've released a, a ton of other greats. So they they did the American release of the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo movies, the okay. the, Norwegian, the ones. Norwegian ones. Yeah. Um, in the U.S., so they've they've got a number of great releases under their belt. But uh, so Ida is readily available now. It's like a three or four year old movie, but that is also a spectacular film. Another black and white, really. I still got to watch that one. Yeah, beautifully composed, acted, conceived, directed film. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. everything about it is, you know, this guy's a genius. Um, so definitely check that out as well. And uh, I think I mentioned this briefly when I actually watched it, but. Um, Again, I you know uh, like everything in the world of cinema comes back to Ingmar Bergman for me now because I've been watching so many of his movies from this Criterion set that they released last November. But uh, um, scenes from a marriage, which I I mentioned before, is like you know just uh, it's such a really really outstanding piece of work. But uh, also made uh, Cold War made me think of scenes from a marriage quite a bit. Okay. Um, be, again, because of this sort of storytelling by omission. Because yeah, yeah, scenes yeah. from a marriage was the same deal. I mean, it was originally a TV series. Scenes from a marriage was, and right. it was six episodes, and it's this relationship between this couple over the course of like uh, like like fifteen years or something like that. Okay. And each episode is just like basically like one conversation between the two of them. Yeah, yeah. So you just see basically like six hour long <laughs> like conversations <laughs> between these two people over the course of like fifteen years. Okay. You know, and so you'll go watch episode one and all this insane stuff ha- and it's not it's not always like one exact conversation, but it's a really like 
small chunk of time. Okay. You know, like a couple of days, really. Yeah. Um, so, but in that time, it's like you see the entire past that wasn't shown to you, gotcha. you know, and this movie, yeah, had a similar type of like structure to it. It's a really, yeah, really incredible way to, uh, you know, you got to have a lot of uh, confidence in your writing and your actors, <laughs> you know, to pull something like that off. But, yeah. you know, you get the right people uh, together. Uh, you can really, for my money, I, from what I've seen, I think this is like the most compelling way to tell a love story. <laughs> At yeah. least one that takes place over a long period of time. You right, know, there's always right. like a lot of, you know, rom-coms, of course, hone in on like the honeymoon phase of, yes. you know, meeting, falling in love and the one big breakup. Yeah. And then we're back together. Exactly. Yeah. And then it's like, like OK, sorry, we'll man. be there for life. Like these movies talk about like this is what happens yeah, right. <laughs> over the course of that life, you know, yeah. when shit isn't this pretty all the time. It's funny when you first told me about scenes from a marriage. uh, you had mentioned it to me because I'm a big fan of the before series. Mm -hmm. And you were saying that, you know, you would want to see those to kind of compare to scenes from a marriage. Yeah, because I've never seen those mo the right. before and movies. And then as I was watching Cold War, I thought of the before series. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. And I was just like, <laughs> wow, like in any other, I would I would imagine in any other hands, any other director's hands, like this movie would just feel like way too brief, way too quick to mm -hmm. cram so much time of these, you know, two characters' lives together and not together into a 90 minute movie right but like fuck like you got to breathe in every year of that movie yeah <laughs> for 90 minutes it's yeah no it, it's a really good point it's literally like in anyone else's hands this thing would have fallen apart yeah in the first five I mean, minutes but in your hands it's a work of perfection yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so um, yeah so yes please go see cold war yeah, so that's our gush about Cold War. That's our gush <laughs> about Cold War. I need, more, I need more coffee. Go get it. Give me a sec. All right. Dorian has coffee now. I have now. coffee. I have re-coffeed. The Criterion mug is ready to Rodriguez. Oh, <laughs> that's a good open, dude. I like it. Okay. Better, than, better than a slate. I was going to give you like a clap for an edit point or something, but Ooh. I think ready to Rodriguez. Ready is. to Rodriguez. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay, Alita Battle Angel. Uh, what's the last Robert Rodriguez movie you watched? Ooh. Just watch. I'm not asking enjoyed or loved. Yeah. Or anything. Just, just the okay. last movie that you of his that you watched. So, well, I haven't watched his recent VR experience. Oh, Although, yeah, I uh, haven't Barina, yeah. our, our cinematographer for Chicago Rot, yes. available on Amazon and iTunes right now. Watch it during the Oscars. Yes. <laughs> watch right. it instead of the Oscars. The best Sorry. Oscars telecast the of all time, Oscars, Chicago yes. Rot. Um, uh, our cinematographer, uh, has a, uh, excuse me, VR headset and he has, he has purchased the Robert Rodriguez VR movie experience thing. I don't remember what it's titled. Uh, uh I can't remember either, but, uh, I have not gone over to, uh, to experience it myself. So, and he hasn't yet either. He's like, I'm waiting for you. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Nice. And you. We're going to plan yeah. when you go over there. That's when I'll go yeah. over there too. All right. Yeah, for sure. Um, so anyway, uh, so I haven't watched that, but that, that's actually on my list. Cause I'm, I'm curious to check it out. Okay. But I mean, fuck, like it's called the limit. I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. The I limit. think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Um, I mean, honestly, last movie of his that I've seen was probably Sin City. Okay. I like, right. what, yeah. Cause he hasn't done a lot since then. He's done a lot of the Sin City came out in 2005. Yeah. So I'm going to read you just everything he's done after that. Yeah. Very briefly. Uh, Shark Boy and Lava Girl. He did Planet Terror. 
Oh, duh. Yeah, of course. Seen uh, that. Planet Terror. Love Planet Terror. Uh, Shorts in 2009. Machete in 2010. Mm, yeah. Spy Kids 4 in 2011. Uh, another. Sh- he's done a couple short films, actually. A lot of short films. Okay. Um, and then Machete Kills in 2013. Uh, some TV episodes for his uh, network, El Rey. Yeah. And then in 2014, he did the sequel to Sin City. That's right. Um, yeah, I never saw it. And then um, a couple shows, a couple more shorts. And uh, I think that's it. I think maybe the last thing, aside from like TV, the last like feature thing he directed was Sin City. Yeah. Everything else has been shorts, television, uh, music videos, Things like that. Yeah. And now uh, Alita. Gotcha. Yeah. So then, so then Machete, mm-hmm. the first Machete, yeah. uh, would be the last movie of his that I saw. Okay. Because I did not see Machete Kills. I saw that. And I did not see Sin City 2. I saw that. Because um, I think Machete was where I went. I, I might be. I might be good on Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> yeah, because I mean that was just a fucking disappointment, like it through and really through. It really was. It really was. Yeah. It really, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, Machete Kills kind of gets a little. It it goes a little bit more where you hoped the first one mm-hmm. would go. Um, well, number one wasn't like directly like. The only parts of number one that were directed by him are the parts that he directed for the trailers. Oh, that's right. But the rest of the movie was directed by somebody else. Yeah. It was directed okay, by like right. a longtime editor that like worked for Troublemaker or something. That's like that. right. That's so right. the sequel was like co-directed by him and like somebody else. So like it had more of like these ridiculous moments in it, you know, yeah. uh, of his and stuff. But um but no, I, uh, Sin City, the sequel to it, wasn't wasn't too good. It just didn't have the same like punch. Yeah, I remember hearing you know? too, like the you know the visual style. Mm-hmm. You know, it, in two thousand five, yeah, was like holy shit. And yeah. twenty fourteen was kind of like selective color, huh? Yeah, <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was like it was like if it would be like if a new Matrix movie came out and they were like, "Check out our bullet time, guys!" <laughs> it's yes. like you know, we're bringing it back. It's like, sure, twenty years ago that was pretty cool, but it didn't go yeah, anywhere. it's, it's kind of dated. Yeah, um, but I, I I bring that up because I th- I feel like I'm excited to see. Not that I mean Robert Rodriguez has been known to like make movies like on a budget. Yeah, that's <laughs> there's like his like run and gun sort of like yeah we're gonna rebel yeah. without a crew yeah. yeah yeah right and so and I feel like I feel like um, he obviously like carries that through has carried it through you know all of his movies and stuff like that and I don't feel like we've gotten to a point where we're seeing like a, a movie directed by him that like looks like this mm-hmm. so not that him like keeping to a certain budget or keeping to a certain style of his movies is bad. But I'm anxious to watch a Robert Rodriguez movie with like some money behind it and like some shine yeah. to it. And that's I'm I'm like in the exact opposite boat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I did want to point out just first off, like, okay, this is a guy who literally funded his first movie with his blood. Yeah. Like he sold his own blood yeah. to make El Mariachi. <laughs> right. Um and subjected himself to drug trials. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, to to make like seven grand Mm -hmm. you know that he spent okay alita battle angel 200 million dollars it's that jim cameron money baby that's cool that's a jump yeah (laughs) (laughs) like that's that's a big fucking leap and okay this that type of leap has honestly become a lot uh more common actually Mm -hmm. like you know, you look at, um, well, how many of these franchises are pulling in, like, hot young directors after they make, like, a successful low-budget film? 
like um, I think Gareth Edwards yes. probably was the biggest who went from making monsters for like like a million to then directing a fucking Star Wars movie. Yeah. Uh, you know, and Godzilla. Like, li- right. he didn't make anything in between. He went from Monsters to Godzilla, which was like a $150 million movie. So he went from literally like a million bucks to $150. Um, but, uh, but also, you know, his million dollar movie did kind of connote a guy who wanted to and could make $150 million movies. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen anything in Robert Rodriguez's career that has made me say, like, this guy should be doing a $200 million film. Okay. I think you know, like I've I've probably expressed these concerns. So I definitely have before on the show, but uh, you know, I I can't help but wonder how much he's just making James Cameron's movie while James Cameron's too busy making okay. Avatar movies. Uh-huh. You know, and you know, like I've mentioned about a lot of yeah, lamenting when filmmakers I really like, you know, end up signing up for big franchise movies is because it's like, well, now I'm not going to see your movie. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm seeing Marvel's movie or I'm seeing oh. Star Wars movie yeah, yeah. with your name on it, right, right, you know, right. but all you really did was like tow the company line and you maybe got to make like three decisions on fairly innocuous things. Yeah, and, yeah. But otherwise, you know, you made the movie that they told you yeah, needs to be made. Needs to be made. Yeah. I, I got into a conversation with uh, one of my friends uh, the other day. Um, uh, she's, um, what do you call it? <clears throat> she's black. And we got into a conversation about, I was talking about Ganja and Hess, which I watched on, on Shudder. Oh, and I was okay. just explaining to her about like what the movie is. And yeah, you know, I watched that. Yeah, and so we were talking about it, and then we were talking about, like, Tyler Perry movies and, like, just different niches that different, you know, black directors uh, are, like, hitting. You know, like Spike Lee, Tyler Perry, you Mm -hmm. know, so on and so forth. Right. Uh, The trailer for the new Shaft movie just came out this week as well. Um, (laughs) I watched it twice to see how bad it was. Anyways. It's rough. Um I don't think they've invented a word yet for how (laughs) nuts that trailer is. I'm not going to get into it, but I was just, I'm very upset anyways. Um, and so she, she was getting really upset because she was just like, I don't, you know, she was just saying like, she just doesn't like, you know, uh, the way that Tyler Perry portrays, you know, uh, black people in his movies because it's such like a it's like such a cliche or it's just like really over the top and that like if someone were to make a movie about her family you know uh not poor not underclass you know middle class done well people went to college this all this kind of stuff you know like nobody would want to like make that movie Mm -hmm. right and so we got into this whole big conversation and i was telling her i was just like well you know and i look at like you know, my I'm like of Mexican descent, but I was born here. But nine times out of ten, like everybody's got, you know, Nike Cortezes on and Dickies and flannels with the top button pinned up. And we're all drug dealers, mm. like in movies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right. Um, or we're hey, in some S.A. You know? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> it's like we're all in some sort of gang. You know what yeah. I mean? Like as portrayed in like, you know. Movies like, yeah, sagged, like baggy khaki shorts yes. and then socks pulled all, <laughs> all the, way the way up, up. to the knees. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I was telling her, I was just like, you know, that that doesn't like that personally to me, like doesn't really bug me too much because it's just like it's just someone's interpretation. It's mm. fine. It's working for your story. <laughs> and nine times out of seven, the story is shit anyway. So like mm. you you failed on more than one. Yeah, right. Level. <laughs> this, yeah, this wasn't your great sin. <laughs> no. Yeah. So, so I'm really happy actually that a like a Latino is directing this movie, mm-hmm. and that the it's a female Latina 
uh, lead, lead yeah. you know, and I do believe like the, the kid, uh, the, the male co-star in it, like the young male co-star, I think he is also Latino as well. Oh, cool. Um, and so, yeah. so I just like that. It's sort of, that is a, you know, um, uh, it's just got like Latino leads in it. It's mm-hmm. just something very, very different, you know? Um, and that, uh, not, not, not that it's anything that like the black guy is the villain and there's a white guy who like, you know, patches her up and gets yeah, her all right. good or anything <laughs> like that. But I mean, like, uh, you know, speaking to, I mean, we, I know we talked a lot about how there's always that thing where like, you know, the white guy comes into the tribe and ends mm-hmm. up becoming the best, you know? Oh, yeah. I like it that it's, that this story, at least from the trailers, is showing that like, you know, she's already part of a kind. She's a robot. Yeah. That now through just, you know, different wiring or whatever happens to her in the movie, like ends up becoming like the best of her kind Mm -hmm. with already being that kind. Yeah. You know, it wasn't uh, a young girl who a young human girl who got into an accident and then had a bunch of like robotic shit. This onto her. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, so, and I'm hoping that's not what it is in the, in the story when they find her. But, um, I like all those elements that the trailer like gives out to me and it, it makes me want to see, it excites me more for the movie and to see like her journey mm-hmm. because like she's already part of the tribe. Yeah. And right. Yeah. She just doesn't know it. Right. And well, and also that, you know, she was like refuse from like the, the better world. Yeah. Like she was like literally, I mean, that's such a, um, I don't want to say great. It's a, it's a powerful and I think a, you know, accurate metaphor for a lot of how a lot of people, you know, uh, underrepresented people feel, you know, is that they are like the trash yes, of exactly. like the better world that they can never be allowed to be a part of, yeah. you know, because they're the refuse. You right, know? Right, right. So, you know, using that as like a jumping off point for just, you know, especially in a cyberpunk futuristic world, you know, who knows what's happened to like nationalities, cultures. It's all been a big, you know, blending melting right. pot for another like five centuries. So, right, right. Um, those distinctions are probably very different, you know, to have this as like a jumping off point, but that's still like very universal to how like a lot of people feel nowadays. Yeah, right. You know, um, is it, there's a really great parallel there. And yeah. that's a really nice piece of, um, you know, storytelling. Will it be a good movie? I I don't think it's going to be a good Robert Rodriguez movie. Okay. Uh, my guess is no. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think, you know, um, there's a big, th- there's a lot to talk about, I guess, as far as just like Eastern versus Western storytelling too, uh-huh. where a lot of times they're just, they're very incompatible. Yeah. You know, when you try to take a lot of Eastern storytelling and, and just, you know, um, stuff it into a Western package with a nice beginning, middle and an end, a little bow on the end. See ghost in the show. Uh, <laughs> y- yeah, it doesn't, doesn't fucking work usually no. because most Eastern storytelling is, you know, mired in the philosophy that, uh, it's all middle. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no beginning and end. It's all just happening. Yeah. You know, you don't get this nice closure to like fucking thing. Closure is like it's such a Western idea. Right. It doesn't exist in the rest of the world. So they're like, what the fuck is closure? It's <laughs> like, no, you got to live with that shit for the rest of your <laughs> life. And it's going to suck. But, yeah. you know, fucking deal with it. Down a bottle of fucking whiskey, tear off your blonde wig and tell some shockingly handsome Polish man to take you away from here. Yeah, right, <laughs> like, right. You know, <laughs> that's what you do. You fucking move on with things. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so I'm afraid, especially with this being a manga, which is a much more long form. Yeah. You know, this was a serialized piece of storytelling in Japan when it came out. It was released in like the very famous Shonen Jump magazine. Mm-hmm. 
um, which is where like a lot of really famous and popular anime and manga comes from. Okay. Like, it's published in that magazine. That's like everybody fucking reads that. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's into that stuff. So they're like the tastemakers. And this was, you know, in the 90s was published through there. So this is like a really long piece of storytelling. And, um, you know, necessarily they've had to basically just select and truncate yeah. a large portion of this story just down to this. And so either so what like, you're going to compare it to like the like a like Harry Potter kind of like that that sort of length, you know, where probably even more sprawling than that, to okay. be honest. Right. Yeah. And and not nearly as like neatly sectioned into one story. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. like Harry Potter, yes, it's seven books, but ultimately it's like we gotta beat Voldemort. Yeah. You know, Alita Battle Angel and most animes are going to be like, dude, you finish a story arc. It's like, okay, all new characters, all new problems, might even be a whole new section of the world we've never seen before. Like, let's go. Okay. You know, like I said, it's all middle. It's all just happening. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, so, yeah, uh, you know, bringing that to, to, yeah, a a Western thing just, yeah, I usually find very problematic. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so I expect that to be a big issue here. And usually what you end up with is either like a really artificial, shitty, unsatisfying, tonally conflictual fucking wrap up ending mm-hmm. that they had to invent because that didn't exist, you know, mm-hmm. in the original story or, you know, my big pet peeve the just are you ready for sequels, guys? Because <laughs> guess what? We got them. Yeah, They're right. coming up. And you just watch <laughs> and you're like, okay, great. So you you just fucking, you just sold me half a movie. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is bullshit. Right. Um, you know, so leaving, and you know, yeah, to clarify, leaving room for sequels is fine. But when it's like the movie doesn't, you know, neither ends in an interesting or meaningful way or has a satisfying conclusion. It's like literally just like, get ready for number two. We're going to yeah. keep going. It's like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so, so I, you know, that that's all stuff that doesn't make me excited. And mm-hmm. um, also I don't like how, I don't like the clean, crisp CGI look of everything. You know, I don't like the super photorealistic look. I would be more interested to see a lot of this technology used to create a more stylized look to things. Um, like the world? Yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, even her character. Like, you mm. know, why go so far out of your way to make her look like so perfectly human? Yeah. Um, it's, uh, you know, almost be more interesting to have some things about her that are like, almost, or those parts of the world almost have a little more stylized of a look to them. Again, going back to Roger Rabbit, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not quite, it doesn't have to be to that extent, but like, even if you just look at like panels from the original comic series and stuff, it doesn't have a photorealistic aesthetic at all. Yeah. It's whole cyberpunk world has a very, very unique uh, stylized presentation to it all that is like is there a movie, so much cooler looking. Is there a movie that you can like pull from that does what you're saying? Like Scanner Darkly. Okay. Okay. Would be right. and Waking Life okay. by extension. Man, Linklater's getting a lot of a lot of pre- another Austinite. Yeah, today. he's yeah. getting a lot of love today between the before yeah, series yeah. and now this stuff. But but yeah, I mean that you know that would be uh, one example for sure okay. of like you know how to approach this type of stuff. But you know if you looked at like if you looked at like you know our listeners and you yourself like after we record or yeah. after you finish listening like look up some you know just type in uh battle angel alita into google like mm-hmm. comic and look at some panels from it and just look at like the style of you know art that it yeah, involves yeah. in and how the world looks in that mm-hmm. versus you know how it looks in just this like 
I mean, honestly, like really mundane, just kind of like standard ass fucking CGI. Let's just make it look as clean and photorealistic and like ultra detailed as possible. Yeah, yeah. You know, type of thing, which is like, yeah, cool. Like you're, you know, your artists killed themselves and probably didn't see their families so that there could be like, you know, accurate pipe work <laughs> in the fucking top right of this corner uh-huh. fr- of this frame. Yeah. Uh, you know, great. I mean, that's cool. Your render farm is doing great work guys, but like, it, I don't know to do something a little more artistically inclined that like makes me feel like I'm in that world in the sense that I've been transported to something outside of my reality mm-hmm. rather than trying to force that world into the container of reality as I know it. Okay. I think is a far more interesting way of approaching world building. Okay. And, and the presentation of something, especially like anime that, you know, um, and manga that is so built like manga itself you know, is a style. Yeah. That doesn't just refer to like comics. It's a style of comics yeah. with like the really, um, you know, uh, 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 exaggerated features on characters. Yes. Giant boobs and stuff, but even like the big eyes, mm-hmm. like that's a very manga thing, but then also just like the stylization of the worlds and the way everything is presented to you. Like that's what makes it so, um, like, you know, enthralling and so engrossing and what like really brings you into the world so much yeah. is like the fact that it doesn't look like your world you know it looks right like a yeah, different yeah. world yeah so like i really love uh like speed racer yeah i feel like speed racer does what you totally are that's looking a for. great example so like speed racer that movie's fucked it's no but it's not it's, it's, <laughs> it's a good movie it's, it's, it's got issues but it's no i really dig it though yeah. because have you it, seen it before yeah okay i yeah. don't know if you did or not yeah um, but no, like Speed Racer, like to me is a good example of what you're talking about, where you're taking a, it's a, a property. different world. Yeah, it's a different. It literally <laughs> yeah, is a different world. A different like it's, world there. It's a fucking weird movie to watch. Yeah. But like you get fucking, I I get pumped every time mm-hmm. I watch it. You know, uh, and there is a good section of the internet that unabashedly loves that movie. Yeah, no, that's do I, which is great. That movie gets uh, um, unnecessarily trounced. It does. There are far fucking worse movies out yes. there, people. Like, yes. Whoa, my God. Yeah. <laughs> like that movie at least had. And again, like I, you know, I admit, like I love Jupiter Ascending because it's so terrible. I mean, it's a yeah. fucking horrible movie. But even that movie. But there's also, <laughs> dude, they swing for the fences with some of that shit. Big time, and you got to and you got to give respect to that. Like, dude, yes. they went for it. Yeah. You know, they did not cop out and play it safe here. They went for skates. <laughs> they you just sure don't did. go for skates casually. No. You go for. You go to make a statement. You gotta commit to you that. You gotta commit to that. <laughs> yeah, but no, when I you mean see like Channing Tatum on the green screen. Yes, doing that. You got. I mean, we've committed to this guy. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's a that's a really great example, actually, of yeah. like, yeah, how to yeah take an IP mm-hmm. and build its own unique aesthetic and world out of it, you right? Know, in a way that that really that creates it not just like through a photorealistic lens but like through the lens of like what this this is an alien place it doesn't function yeah according to the way that like we things even things like you know gravity or like eating mm-hmm. you know you can't take that for granted that's all right. it's all fucking up in the air now so yeah. like why should it look exactly how like the world outside my window looks you yeah know? why yeah, yeah, is yeah. that even taken for granted um, i can see that i mean there's something like there's a part of me sometimes that you know, I mean, clearly this is just like a big budget action movie. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think I'm going to walk out of this movie with some sort of like uh, profound thought about like how I should, you know, live my life. You know, mm-hmm. um, I'm uh, not I going. Think I think they're going to try to do that. Good for them. The first trailer. Well, yeah. it's <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, I mean, I'm sure there's I'm sure like if you really, really read into it and you really, really 
you know, try and I think it would be very hard to pick out those ideas and feelings like in this movie, Mm -hmm. you know, um, so and I don't that's I'm not going to walk out with like those feelings. I'm not walking in to be like, hey, we're going to get like gravity. I walk into thinking like my fucking life's going to change. Uh-huh. Something's <laughs> going to happen. And yeah. it's just going to be like, wow. OK. But yeah, with this movie, I mean, while I definitely get and I respect your thought about, you know, why not make this more artistic? Like. I wouldn't know how to do that, and I don't know if I want like something like that to attempt to be that artistic because then I feel like I might get something like from an American, like from a Western, right? Mm-hmm. If you're going to give it to somebody, to a culture, to the Japanese culture the, or that culture that actually produces it on, you know, paper first and then is going to take it into something live action. Okay. Like I would assume that that artistry co- would come there. Mm-hmm. Right. But like if it's going to be, you know, people in America who are who are producing this like I feel like I'm just going to get like ghosts in the shell. Well, it's called having a fucking vision. Well, yeah, I know That's that. It's part of being I mean, a good director. Like, yeah. you know, I think a good director would be able to handle that, right. you know, and like would would come to the table with those kinds of ideas. Mm-hmm. Um and that approach, but I think, you know, Cameron's just, you know, he's invested x billions of dollars in this specific technology. Yeah. And he's just trying to like, you know, maximize the in the you know the value of that investment yeah by attaching it to another film and i don't think there's a real consideration being taken here for like aesthetics and how they affect storytelling okay which i think is like the core <laughs> role of a director mm-hmm. is to understand that stuff make those types of considerations when yeah, they yeah. go into making a film you know i feel like i i feel like the technology has dictated the approach to this film okay not the right. other way around yeah, yeah yeah and you know uh and that's that's what bums me out okay so would something like would a version of this trailer or what the trailers gives off that the movie will be i don't know if you've ever seen the adventures of tintin uh no i haven't actually um which i think is really good yeah no i'm i've been curious to watch it actually yeah um like maybe a version of that which is that's also based off like a like a comic or a magazine yeah right where they right. went full motion capture with it they they took that technology but to accentuate and make it look like yeah oh, the right. actual page yeah that was that like a, coming from that was like a further extrapolate of yeah like scanner darkly oh, you know yeah, 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 yeah. Right, like right. taking that to a whole another fucking yes. level yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know taking scanner darkly and then like what if we applied spielberg money to this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh and peter jackson too sure yeah, let's yeah, get him involved him yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> was it him peter jackson and uh, edgar wright that's right yeah and yeah. uh cornish worked on that too yeah didn't they wrote yeah, those yeah. scripts for it yeah yeah, yeah 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 you get a you get a few bucks with those names attached um so yeah no that's that's another good reminder of something that i've been i've been curious to check out yeah because that's exactly that's that's like and again not exactly like let's just make it look like it looked on the page like that's kind of a neat concept and from what i understand for tintin it actually worked pretty well it worked really good i really like um so i'm not i'm again i'm not suggesting any like specific approach Mm -hmm. uh for this movie in particular but just that like Something more stylized yeah. would be a lot more interesting to me, yeah. even a little bit than just like photorealism with big eyes. Okay, you yeah. know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's like movies like 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 Tintin and like Speed Racer are movies that I feel like what what you're saying or hoping 
yeah. a director would do. Yes. And maybe don't maybe don't like 100%, hey, we accomplished it, right. but at least they like they take that They went for it. They went for it. Yeah. There was a there was a director saying like, they hey, we're going to use this yeah. as, you know, for the purposes of storytelling to enhance the story that we're telling. Yeah. You know, and I mean, I think like even though Speed Racer is like one weird fucking movie to watch, like mm-hmm. you know, like there's something kind of like it's like we want you to know we did this on a green screen and make it look sort of clunky and weird. Yeah. Because like sometimes some of the animation is just like it's like really in the foreground and something in the background and it looks very, you know, it looks like how the book or the cartoon looked or something like that, mm-hmm. you know. So Right. Um Yeah, those are they they wanted to show us something new. You yes. know, they attempted at the very least to show us something new. Right. And that's always going to be a laudable achievement in my mind. Yeah. And, um, you know, it seems like the Alita Battle Angel trailers, I've seen everything in those trailers before. Yeah. You know, the worlds they're showing even, I've seen those in movies before. Yeah. Oh, you got a floating city? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you used to call that Bespin. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when I was when I wasn't on board for this movie, when the first trailer came yeah. out, uh, I thought like, wow, this is like a big budget version of Dark Angel, Jim, yeah. Cam- Jim Cameron's. He apparently show. that that show was heavily inspired by Alita. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so that's 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 the other like, if I if I had anything yeah, to sort of criticize, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but no, yeah. I mean, I'm mean, I'm still pretty excited to see it. Um, it looks like a fun time at the movies for, I'm, for I'm, me, at least. I'm curious. You know, I, I'm definitely yeah. just curious. Yeah, I don't know. Like that's all this is to me is a curiosity. Mm-hmm. And you know, at at a, a two hundred million dollar price tag, that's probably not what you want people to be saying. You well, know? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I've uh, heard some good things. People who have seen it, you know, it's got uh, not that I. It has like yeah. Don't put stock in this, but I, I saw on Metacritic, it's yeah. at a fifty. Yeah, that's it is it exactly is. perfectly split. Yeah. And that kind of makes me want to see it more, honestly. I actually, on even though it's con- still considered like rotten on Rotten Tomatoes, it's at 57. Mm. You know? So, I mean, there's a, I feel like a good amount of people that are just like, are, are giving it like, this movie swung for the fences. It didn't hit it, but like, it swung. So yeah. that's what made it entertaining for me. And then like the other half are just sort of like, yeah, it's kind of there. Yeah. You know? And so <laughs> it's just like, okay, let's, you know. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes uh, those those are some of my favorite movies. <laughs> mm. <laughs> They're just like, yeah, yeah. What you think is just there. I'm like, oh, yeah. like, hey, you know, good job. Yeah. <laughs> to quote, to quote Shia LaBeouf in uh, Nymphomaniac, uh-huh. when Betty does a good job, we say, good job, Betty. Betty. <laughs> good job, Betty. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it would be really interesting if uh, if anybody's interested in seeing this movie to go see it, but then also go see, also watch, you know, Speed Racer. Also go watch like Tintin and, you know, yeah. what? watch, you know, Jupiter Ascending. Like This is a good I mean, time to look at, examine and think about world building and yeah. the aesthetics of world building in cinema and the language that has been devised over the past 10 years versus the language that's been in use over the past 40 years or so. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a lot of interesting stuff to mine there. I was I wanted to mention, too, that one of my other uh, one of my other favorite examples of I, I think the movie that takes place in another world that is truly the most transportative of all is David Lynch's Dune. Oh, okay. I mean, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that movie is from another planet. Yeah. Like it, <laughs> as is David Lynch. There's, there's nothing 
earthbound human-like about uh, anything that happens in that movie. The way people think, the way emotions happen. Okay. Anything like it it truly is a it was made in a different world and then sent here and we have to like discern <laughs> what this document means without knowing its society. Yeah. You know, like it's it's that perfectly and you know that uh that's a, another example of like what I mean when I say stylization as well. Okay. Okay. You know, that like, again, to, to assume that like 500 years from now, like all just customs, mannerisms, ways that people in society deal with each other are like exactly the same as they are today is yeah. also, you know, just, it's always an era of science fiction that, you know, in a lot of ways, our vision of the future is always mired in our present. That, yes. You know, uh, we can never think about truly like, you know, gigantic yeah. leaps in these things. We just see the extrapolation, you know, you watch fucking, science fiction movies from the seventies, they still have like shag carpet yeah. and like, you know, they, like telephones with cords on right, them, right, you know, right. still like, you know, there's like, <laughs> yeah, instead of like buttons, there's like a piece of glass, you know, yeah. with like numbers on it, but it's still like a handheld receiver. And it's like, no dude, we, <laughs> you know, we're way past it. Well, yeah, nobody would even 40 years later, nobody would fucking touch that thing. No, like, no. um, so, you know, it's always funny to watch that type of stuff and, um, uh, see how it is. But, but anyways, um, one could argue that a Rodriguez version of Alita, yeah, is that VR short that he has the limit <laughs> with Michelle Rodriguez. Here's your fucking teeth back and a clanky yeah, right. robot arm. Yeah, you know what I mean? right. Um, but uh, that's no, a yeah. more that's a totally more what I want to see <laughs> from a Rodriguez like fucking cyborg movie. Um, I'm still just kind of holding out hope that like. I see. I get a little. I get a little actual Rodriguez yeah. in here, you know, because even you know, you're you're absolutely right. Like even in even in the trailer, um, you know, his name is not first. It's the producer's name. It is you know from James Cameron and yeah. and Landau. Do you know what I mean? So it's like the trailer is already telling you like whose movie this is, right? Right. And then it's you know from the you know from Roger Rodriguez, the director of this and this, you know, and that kind of stuff. But you see James Cameron, or they even put, like, the Avatar thing in front, you know, like, from the mm -hmm. studio that brought you Avatar. It's, yeah. This is what we're selling the movie on, is Avatar and James Cameron. It's not on the fact that genre filmmaker, you know, Rob Rodriguez is stepping into this big budget, you know, right. form. Yeah. You know, to give you a vision of his, you know, which it's is, you're absolutely right, is, like, a huge, huge fear. But being a Rodriguez fan that I am, I'm still, like, Let's see. Yeah. Let's see. I, I hope know, so too. No, same, that yeah, would yeah, yeah, that yeah. would be the ideal scenario. Yeah. As I've always mentioned for But the trailer yeah. proves your point is yeah. what I'm trying to say ultimately. Oh, well, is it yeah. proves your point with what they're selling it as. Right. It's, yeah, you exactly. Know, that kind of thing. So yeah. Um yeah, you know, as with everything for, you know, however much hate I drop, like ideally I would like the movie to turn out to be good. Yeah. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's always my hope. <laughs> right. I want the movies to be good. That's part of why I get so riled up. Because yeah. I'm just like, you know, every movie is like a just such an amazing opportunity. Yeah. You know, and like when you just fuck it up, I get pissed because <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to have that opportunity again, you know? Yeah. You had it and you fucking blew it. Could have done something here, you know. We so. need to have a uh, an episode of the couch where we dissect Jupiter ascending to today's. Oh, yeah. Like we make some parallels. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like we just really we science the fuck out of, or like social science the fuck out of time, baby. Of Jupiter ascending, taking it from the poor, giving it to the rich. I mean, reverse Robin Hooding time. A good portion of this movie <laughs> takes place in Chicago. Just saying. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> saying. There's no accident there. Mm hmm. <laughs> It's true. Yes. It speaks to us people. Yes. <laughs> every time I walk, every time I look at the skyline, I think about skates. Just <laughs> is he going to turn the corner? Yeah. 
<laughs> I saw it today. I've, I've seen it before. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that's all I got for Alita. Yeah. Battle yeah, Angel. I'm, it I'm comes out next week, February 14th. Date night. Valentine's People. Day. Woo. Date night. Fall in love with a robot. Uh, there's a lot of movies that come out next week. Yeah, a bunch of shows. Uh, you people. know what movie was supposed to come out next week? What? X-Men Dark Phoenix. Oh. Those are the two movies that kept getting pushed back. This movie and Dark Phoenix. And Dark Phoenix. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Dark yeah. Phoenix is not coming oh, out next right. week. Oh, right. That's right. It's coming this, out in this June now. Sure. Yes. That, that's right. Yeah. This took its spot. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, that's all I got for the trailer. Yeah. Like I said, I'm just, you know, I guess my two hopes are that, yeah, either this turns out to be a good Rodriguez film film, or the fact that it suffered the exact same <laughs> temporal delay that Jupiter Ascending did bodes well for its, Ooh, okay, uh, its yes, qualities yes. as a different kind of entertainment, let's say. Yes. <laughs> yes. So. Um, all right, everybody. Well, thanks for listening. The movie comes out next week. Yeah. And we'll, we will be back next week with another trailer review. Damn right. Deuces. See ya.